Good morning, Celebration family. Good to see all of you. Um, like Pastor said, it's amazing to see all of these new faces. Every week there's new faces. It's uh, just such a wonderful time that um, we can gather here together, be family to each other, uh, especially in this time, you know, where it's crazy and people really need that support that we are, uh, are giving here. And that's due to you all. So really thankful for being uh, such a warm welcome for those new people as well and uh, being a family to them. Um, well, my name is Vince Roy. I don't have to really introduce myself as Pastor already did with those wonderful words. Thank you for that. Um, just all honor goes to God. You know, I'm just so grateful to be here um, and that he guided me through this church and uh, my family here as well. It's such a blessing to us. So all honor goes to him. Um, I got the honor today to talk about um, the last, or to close out, I should say, this series that we are in right now, it runs in the family. And uh, it's in series inspired by the book of Dr. Michael Heiser, uh, which is called What Does God Want? And I know there's some Dutch people here as well, because it's a later service. You don't want to get up so early. So, which is fine. It's okay, guys. Don't worry. But um, you can get this book in Dutch on Miklat, which is M-I-Q-L-A-T dot org. Um, you can get it in Dutch for free. So make sure to go there and get your copy of this and read through this book. It's a really good book, um, especially if you're new to, um, uh, to the Lord. You know, it's a good book to see. Um, it took us quite a while to get through this series because, you know, different reasons, due to several reasons. So I'm going to just really quickly summarize what we've been talking about um, because I think it's important to take that along with the sermon I have, I'm having today. It's going to help to, um, to really grasp what we're talking about today and to make it like a complete picture story. So we started the series with the question, why are we on earth? What is our purpose or why are we here? You know, and we came to the conclusion that God wanted family. He wanted human family to rule with and uh, to be with here, here on earth alongside with his heavenly family. But then we saw that we didn't handle the situation the right way. We, uh, we misused or missed, yeah, we, we didn't use the, the freedom that God gave us in the right way. So the freedom to make our own choices, we didn't use that really well because we used it to rebel against God, to go against his will, to wonder, wanting the same power that he has and to, to have that, um, to make our own choices in that. So we didn't use it the right way, but we also heard that we can make a new start and that all our hope is in Jesus and what he did. And today there's an info meeting about baptism, which is part of making a new start. But it's so much more than that, and I'm not going to talk about it right now, because if you're interested in that, you should go to the info meeting. You will hear all, all about it. But if you're hesitant about getting baptized or you're thinking about getting baptized, I want to encourage you to go to that meeting. Maybe you're new to church and... Uh, you know, that's the perfect time to get baptized. Or maybe you've been baptized before and God has called you to really make a new start and to show your loyalty again to him. Then I want to encourage you also to go to that meeting 
And just, you know, ask Henrietta, who's going to have the meeting, she's in the back right there. Just ask her any questions you want to ask. Just really any question. She'll answer, trust me. And then she'll be upfront with you. So <laughs> um, she's really honest and, and upfront. She's, I love that girl. Um, woman, not girl. La lady. Pastor says lady, so I'm, I'm saying lady. Um, but I, you know, I really want to encourage you to go there. And don't worry, if you go there, it doesn't mean that you have to get baptized. Okay, so if you don't want to get baptized after that, you don't get baptized. But please go there and get the information. But then we continued the series and we talked about how God is loyal to his promises. As we just sang, right? His promises are yes and amen. And um, to get to know these promises is important. We should know what he promised us because it will help us to be loyal to him. And... Um, it, was, it will help us to not fall for the lies of the enemy as well. So to get those promises is really important. Get to know those promises. And then we talked about how God became human and physically came to the earth to be with his family in the form of the Messiah, Jesus. And after Jesus left the earth, it wasn't the last time that God was with us because he sent his Holy Spirit to be with us. And finally, Pastor Sebastian spoke last week about how God is in pursuit of us, how he's after his family. He really wants to go to all the ends of the earth, to all nations, to grab his people, grab his family with his love. And if you haven't seen one of these sermons, I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube channel and, you, and look, look them back. You, know, you can find all the sermons there. Uh, because it's been an encouraging sermon and really one that I learned a lot about as well. So it, it, it's worth your while to go to see, go to the YouTube channel and see one of the sermons that you haven't seen yet. And what you will see through all of these sermons is that God has been with his family all along. And that he will be with his family all along. Because that's all what he cares about, his family. He really wants to be with his family. He's planning this family reunion. He's got this big family reunion planned that he wants us all to be part of and to invite other people to be part of it as well. We are going to read from Revelations 21, verse 1 to 3. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that you will bless this sermon, God, that you will be in our midst today that you will open our ears, God, to what you will want to say to us, God, that we can really shema to what you have to say. God, I pray that you, your presence will be felt today and that you will guide us through this sermon. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you, um, if you remember 
a certain activity that we were able to do a long time ago. Um, it contains, it, it's, it has to do something with a container where you can put charcoal in it or gas. And then it has a roster on top of it. And you could put meat on top of that to really, you know, cook and cook the meat, especially if it's marinated it's really well because it tastes even better. But we call it a barbecue. I don't know if you remember that. Do you guys remember a barbecue? Yeah. It's been a while, right? It's been a long time. So I heard Pastor was barbecuing yesterday. Shame. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't even invite me to come. <laughs> but um, we used to have these family barbecues, right? And because it's been a while, I'm going to tell you how, how, how it was for me. Because then you invite people, members, family members, to this location that you have set up, that you've planned out, and you can actually be together with them, and you, you like face-to-face, -face, right? With a group of people who you're face-to-face, -face, touching each other, laughing, talking to each other about stories, sharing stories with each other, and maybe you haven't seen a family member in a long time, so you talk about what you missed out on. And you really get to sense the atmosphere of what is going on there because you're in the presence, you're in the proximity of this event, right? And all of that accompanied with food. I mean, what can be better than that? Not much, right? I see some of you are like fantasizing right now and thinking about it, dwelling, you know, dozing off. I don't know what Thomas is. He likes him a good barbecue. But please stay focused a little bit longer, okay? Because I have some more things that I want to say, I want to share with you guys. But depending on the size of your family, you can do this either in your garden, you know, or you have to rent out or go to a park. Not, maybe not rent out, but go to a park, right? If I'm thinking about my family, we'll definitely have to go to a park because there's no garden big enough for our family. You know, we really did a good job in populating the earth and uh, taking, taking it hard what God asked us to do, right? So in, even my side of the family, we have to go like to the biggest forest or something and uh, have a barbecue there and let alone if I invite my wife's family to it as well. And in our culture, we even call like good friends or uh, uh, long life friends, we call them cousins and their parents we call uncle and uh, auntie. You know, so that makes the family even bigger. And a lot of times it's okay to bring those families to the barbecues, but sometimes you, you want to have a barbecue with just your, like your real family, right? Your blood family. And it could be really tricky if you have a family like mine, because to be honest, I don't know my whole family or I don't know, know them that well. There's like cousins that, you know, I don't see that often and I don't know who they are. So if you want to have it that way, you at least have to have one person that knows everybody, right? Or you have to have a group of people that, that know the whole family so you can ask, hey, is that really family? You know, did you invite them or did I invite who, who invited them? You know, so you, you know um, the family that's coming in, right? And there's no sneaking into this barbecue. Because there will come a point in time that 
you will be asked, hey, where's your mother? Who's your father? And it, the question is asked to see what side of the family are you on? You know, how are we connected with each other? God has this location plan for all his family to join him. And this is going to be a great celebration. You know, I'm really looking forward to that, to being there with you guys as well. And he asks us to be prepared for that time. But he also asks us to invite other people to that barbecue, to that family reunion. And you have to want to be part of this family. So it's not just for everybody, because you have to want to be part of this family. God won't push anybody to be there, but he does desire for us to all be there. You know, God wants nothing more than to be with his family and we see proof of this throughout the whole Bible. We just read it a second ago when we read in Revelation 21, verse 3, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be, them, will be with them as their God. You know, this is the last book of the Bible Saying, talking about that God has this dwelling place with men. But we see this happening in the first book of the Bible as well, with Adam and Eve. God made himself a garden, and he, he invited Adam and Eve to be there with him. Genesis 2, verse 8 says, And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the men who he had formed. Genesis 3, verse 8 and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God was tangibly present for Adam and Eve. You know, he made it so they could be together. And with his presence being there in that garden, that garden became sacred space. It became a place where not just anybody could walk in there. It was a place for him and his family. And during the time of Israel, during the time Israel was wandering in, in the wilderness, God commanded Moses to build him a tabernacle. And in the book of Exodus, the tabernacle is referred to in Hebrew as Ohel Moed, which means the tent of meeting, or Hamishkan, which means tent or dwelling. You know, it was a place where God dwelt and met his people, and met, met with his family face to face. As we can see in Exodus 33, verse 11, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speak to his friend. Isn't that wonderful that God speaks to us as a friend, as family? He wants to speak to us face to face. You know, God used the tabernacle to give, give the Israelites guidance, judgment, divine revelations, and also the law. And this wasn't a stationed object. It was something that they would take along with them everywhere they went, which means that God went along with them as well. Everywhere the Israelites went, from place to place, the tabernacle went with them, so God's presence went with them as well. Leviticus 26, verse 11 and 12. 
says, I will make my dwelling among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. And I will walk among you, and I will be your God. And you should be my people. And hopefully, by hearing this, you're saying, hey, that's, that sounded familiar. Because I know you're paying attention. Because we just heard this a little bit ago. Same thing happened in the Garden of Eden, right? Where Adam and Eve heard God walking around in the garden. So this is proof, this confirms that God was tangibly present for the Israelites as well. And later the tabernacle disappears and uh, is replaced by the temple. And even though David wanted to build this temple for God, God commanded Solomon, his son, to build the temple because David was a warrior and he had blood in his hands. So even the building of this holy ground, this sacred space, isn't just done by anybody, couldn't be done by anybody. And what you will notice is that God gives the instructions every time how to build the tabernacle and the temple, how to build these things, you know, which makes this, the temple very significant as well because the temple is a physical dwelling place of God with the people of Israel and it distinguished the people of Israel because of that. And this is very important to realize, and I will tell you that why later on. But what you will f also, an interesting thing that you will find is that um, in uh, 1 Chronicles 28 and Exodus 25, where God gives the, gives the instructions um, for the tabernacle and the temple. And you can read this at home, but what you will see there is that there's a lot of similarities between, between what you see there, the instructions that God gives, and the description of Eden. Like, um, like the certain material that is used, gold, certain wood, and the cherubim, the guardians that are there, um, you know, in the ark as well. These are similarities that you see in the description of Eden, which is, you know, to me, is, is like, why is God doing that? It's pretty awesome to see. And I think God is doing that because this was his plan all along. The Garden of Eden was his dwelling place. And by showing the same plan, the same instructions, he's showing that this was his plan all along. This is the way that he wants to be with his family. This is the place where he wants to be with his family. You know, and God keeps finding ways to, to be with us and letting us know what his plan is. That's one of the reasons that I love the Sabbath, I came to love the Sabbath and really understand the importance of the Sabbath now. Because it's a place where God wants to meet with us. It's Jesus, you know, making an appointment with us and inviting us at his table and want to have fellowship with us there. It's another opportunity for us to meet with God. So now when everything is restored, we will be living in the new Eden. God's plan has never changed. Like I said, it's the same plan over and over again. It took on different forms, you know, but he shows us that it's the same plan all along. And that's, you know, the Bible gets so exciting to me 
You know, when you see that Eden, tabernacle, temple. And to be honest, the Bible hasn't been exciting to me, you know, all the time that I was a Christian. Up until three years ago, I really started to see what God is saying in the Bible. And, you know, there's, there's certain gems in the Bible, so to speak, that I started to realize. And, you know, just, just studying this and seeing what God is doing here, it's just so amazing to me now. You know, the Bible is really starting to live. So I want to encourage you guys, maybe you, you're, you're, you're the same way as, as I was. You know, you, knew the, you know the big stories and um, you knew those things, but... Maybe you didn't see, like, the Old Testament being connected to the New Testament and stuff like that. Just don't give up because God is going to show you those things. You know, and, and keep talking to other people as well because I learned a lot from other people as well. That was a side note, by the way. That wasn't in my notes. Um, so if you don't think that we have a temple right now, you are wrong. And no, it's not the church, well, not the building, but it's the church that you and I are, the ecclesia. That's the temple. Our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit. This is what Paul says about it. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, you are, not alone. you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You know, our bodies, which is built by God, our bodies are a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. And everywhere we go, God goes with us. Just like the tabernacle was for the Israelites, right? When they moved, they went to a different spot, to a different place, the tabernacle went with them, which means the presence of God went with them as well. So when we move, temple of the Holy Spirit, God goes with us as well. Because it's not just, God is not just with us where two or three are gathered in his name. That speaks of two or three being in agreement with each other. And that's a whole sermon of its own. But just think about this, right? If you go to your work, to your workplace, don't you think that God is there with you? Let's say you're the only Christian there, right? Don't, do you think, oh, it's just one Christian there. I'm not going to be there. No, he's going to be with you because your, temp, your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be there with you. And wherever you go is sacred space because God is there as well. You know, our bodies is a place where God tangibly wants to meet with us. He's not a far away God. He's a very intimate and close God. And he wants to have a relationship with you. So he wants to be present in you. He wants to dwell. He must, wants to make your body his dwelling place. And here's one of the reasons why the temple is significant. Because just as the temple dis distinguished the people of Israel from the rest, God's presence in us also distinguished us 
from the, from the rest. And it's not saying that we are better than anybody else. That's not what I'm saying. In contrary, we're the same as anybody else. But it's God in us that makes us different. And when we do what the song was talking about, right, living that out, it talked about showing what heaven looks like and showing what freedom feels like. If we do that, then we help other people to see that and wanting to be part of that family. Other people will want to be invited to the family barbecue, right? Because you see that we have something different. There's something different about us. There's something that set us apart from the rest. But the thing is, they can be part of that as well. Now, there's another place that we mentioned in the beginning, but we haven't talked about more, where God wants to be with his family. It is what Revelation 21 talks about. Because when God has restored everything, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And God himself will be among his people, among his family. Just like he has done many times before, right? Just like he's done in Eden, in the tabernacle, in the temple, in our bodies. That's the same way he wants to be with us in the new heaven, new earth. But with one twist. Because this time is going to be forever. This is the final family reunion that God has planned. And he wants us to be there. So what do we have to do to be there? Well, the same thing as the Israelites did. When God brought the 10th plague to Egypt. And to bring that to all the firstborn um, kids there. Maybe you didn't realize it, that this plague wasn't only for the Egyptians, even though it was in Egypt, but the Israelites were in Egypt as well. So that came from, for them as well. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't the case, God wouldn't ask them to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. They would be safe all along, Right? But that was the only way they could be saved, is by the blood of the Lamb. And this is one of the reasons why the Old Testament matters. Because it foreshadows what is going to happen in the New Testament and even beyond that. You know, Jesus is our way to the family of God. We have to accept the sacrifice that he made and let his blood save us. So we can be part of this family. Jesus is also that family member that connects us all. You know, when we had the barbecue and being asked, hey, who's your, your father, who's your mother? How are we connected? We just say, hey, Jesus is my brother. And they were like, oh, cool. Jesus is my brother as well. That's how we family. Oh, cool. You know, he's also the family member that knows everybody. He knows all of us by name. The Bible says he will confess our name before the Father and his angels. Let's make sure that, that he will confess our name. But not only our name, 
let's bring along as many people as we can and make this like a big family reunion, right? The biggest ever. There's a lot of people that want to be part of the family, but they don't know it yet. So they need us to send out this invitation to them, to show them that there's a family, there's a father that's waiting for them. And he's, he's got this, this location planned out, this great location where he wants to meet with us. And let's prepare them and ourselves to do this so God can be with his family as he desires and desired all along. Maybe we can all stand. I want to ask you guys to close your eyes and just think about your relationship with God. Just take a moment to think about how God is present in your life, what he means to you. Normally we will, we will like have this altar call, right? We will ask people to come to the front to make a decision, to step, make a step, you know, in following Christ. And I'm not going to do, not going to do that today, but I don't want to miss out on this opportunity because there might be some people here that don't yet have that relationship with God. Maybe you haven't really decided you wanted to be part of this family yet. And if that's you today, I just want to ask you to just show me your hand so I know that I can pray for you. Thank you. Is there more people here? Thank you. Even if you're at home right now watching, Maybe you just, by coincidence, joined our, our you know, live stream today. Or maybe you've been watching all along for a while, but haven't made the decision to follow God and to be part of this family. Just let us know in the chat or send us an email that we know that we can pray for you and you know, we can give you a warm welcome into this family. God, I just thank you for everybody that's here that's watching online. God, I, I thank you for the love that you have for them. It's so much more than we could all, that we could ever know. All the sacrifices you made, all the, the, the plans you have made, all the things that you have showed us, you know, it shows how much you love us. And that you desire nothing more than to be with us, to be this close family, this you know, family bond that, that nobody can break. God, I want to pray for everybody that put up the hand or that let us know in the chat or watching online, God. I want to pray for them that they get to know you as, as a, their father, as the God that you are 
their loving God, their good Father. Lord, I ask you to tangibly be present in their lives. Let their bodies be a, a temple for your Holy Spirit, God. Show them how to do that. Show them the path that they have to walk. Show them the things that they have to do. Show them the, the, step, show them the steps that they have to make and take, God, so that you could be in their presence. God, I pray a blessing over us all. Help us and guide us, God, through other people, people around us at work. Whenever we go outside, God, maybe to the stores or whatever, that you will guide us by your Holy Spirit, that we may be this light this representation of your kingdom, even though if we don't say anything to them, that they, you know, somehow will see that there's something different about us because you are living in us, God. God, just pray for everybody, Lord, that is lost right now. So many people that are desperate, desperate for love. God, I pray that you will find them, God. I pray that you will find them, God. Guide them to your love, God. Guide them to the people that love you they may see you, God, for who you are. And we can be this family, this big family together. In Jesus' name I pray.